Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I have a fabulous returning guest. Her name is Suman Mangra, and she's a manifestation maven. So first of all, Suman, welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast yet again as a great Thank guest you. from previous. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure to be back. It was such a wonderful um, time that I had last time I was here. So I, I was really, really um, excited when uh, I was welcomed back. So thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And Manifestation Maven, that got me very curious when we were talking off, off air. What, what's the <laughs> uh, Manifestation Maven all about? What does that mean? So, yes, as I was uh, basically working on building my brand and then finding my niche and all that journey that everybody goes through and they go into the coaching business, um, I was working with a, funny enough, her name was, was she refers to herself as a clarity maven. And as, as I was getting clarity around my own stuff, uh, she's like, well, a lot of echoing of what your work seems to lead back to manifestation and a lot of manifestation mastery. And so the word maven came about because maven actually means like being like a master in a certain area. So for me, it's not just about being a master of manifestation myself, but people that I work with and what I want to teach and help others with is to become masters of um, manifestation and mavens of, in their own right. So that, that's where it kind of came about. Excellent. Lovely. I, I wanted to get that actually out there into the audience's heads because I was obviously myself curious as to what it meant, but also I would have thought, you know, some of the audience members wouldn't have known what it meant. So I'm, I'm glad I asked the question and got that clarity around it. So today we, we're yeah. going to be talking about desirable and undesirable habits whilst dating. And, you know, I think this is going to be a very hot and interesting topic for our listeners to hear uh, all our words of wisdom. And uh, like you say, <laughs> the manifestation mastery that goes in and around making sure we do get those desirable habits from not only our partner, but instilled within ourselves as well, isn't it? Yes, of course. Yes, absolutely. So start us off then, Simon. When we're thinking about, um, you know, what, what are the desirable habits? What, what would you suggest are those main key things that need to be focused on? So the first part of manifesting that uh, dream person or having that dream relationship is really getting clear on what is it that you want. Um, and we have to always tread very carefully in this space because sometimes we want stuff and when we actually get it, it's like, oh, I didn't really want that. Or is that what it was? I didn't expect that. So it's about experimenting with it. And uh, what I did with my journey and what a lot of my clients do is they experiment with what they feel their desires are. And once they manifest it, they evaluate it as well and just see and check in with themselves. Does it still sit right? Um, so there's that side of it. There's also another part of it is where um, sometimes um, 
can man manifest things that we don't want. And sometimes we keep thinking about things that we don't want in a person. So it happens a lot when I go through uh, this clarity process with my clients around, okay, so what qualities would you like in a person? And they're like, well, I don't want them to be short. Um, I don't want them to smoke. I don't want them to drink. And I'm like, okay, you're telling me everything that you don't want. I asked you, what do you want? <laughs> so sometimes for some people, they find it a bit difficult to actually know what they want. But it's still good to know what you don't want in a person because that don't is equally, you just look at what's the opposite of that. So I don't want a short partner. Okay, so you want somebody who's tall. Let's get specific on that and get the height amount in if you know what the height would be. Again, it's just one of those things that we need that starts helping that clearer message that we're sending out to the universe. So they're a bit clearer of what to send your way. Um, with regards to an example of a, something that you think that you want, and then it turns out not to be what you want. An example is um, I had a really uh, interesting client of mine who was a very loud, bubbly person. And she said, I really want a loud person, somebody who's like me, similar personality traits. She went on a date with this guy who was so loud. She's like, I couldn't hear myself think. <laughs> She's like, I'm such a loud person myself. I realised actually what I need is a quiet person who can help allow me to be loud. So it really helped her shift and shape um, how she want, what she actually wanted. So uh, just to share that little insight. I think it's very relevant because I think, especially women, you know, when we're looking to attract, you know, what we desire in terms of a, a life partner, um, we quite often think, you know, if there is a sort of little trait or habit that he's got that we don't particularly like or desire, we think, oh, well, I can change him and change that. But it's not about, <laughs> you know, having that mindset, is it? It's about looking at, you know, what you can do in terms of working on yourself and changing yourself and inspiring him to then want to be his best version rather than trying to change him to be that. Absolutely. At the end of the day, the, it's really, it's such a funny double-edged sword, isn't it? When we start feeling this way and thinking this way that we want to change the person and we want to change them because we're made, changing them for the better. And, and in your heart, you're probably being truthful and honest about that. It's not coming from a bad place or a negative place. However, equally, when somebody's with us, we want them to accept us flaws and warts and all. And yes. it's like, we don't want to change. And if you'd be true to ourselves, we, we only want to change if we can change for the better. But it or any change comes from the person. So if I'm going to change, it's going to come from me, not because my partner wants a change in me. Um, equally, we've got to give that same energy back to the people we try to attract in our lives. We have to be non-judgmental, have full love and compassion towards them and full acceptance of them. So if um, the ideal place is to have... Uh, you know manifest the desires um, and the desirable habits so that you don't have those niggly things where oh they do this and it really bothers me but if that does be manifested in a relationship reflect on it and just think what's coming up in me why is this manifesting in my life in my relationship coming up in the form of what's being manifested because usually it comes from a place of something being reflected from the inside of ourselves mm. we always look externally to it but if something is cropping up, just have that little pep talk with yourself. Like, what is this telling me? What is it actually telling me? And try and really just link in with your inner self to, to work out why that's been manifested. Absolutely. It all, it all comes down to asking yourself those key, key questions rather than pointing the finger at the other person, doesn't it? Absolutely, yes. So, Simon, 
what um for the purposes of some of our audience members i'm sure they're thinking you know well, what is this manifestation word you know this is becoming quite a hot topic at the moment but mm-hmm. i don't understand what it is and how it works so would you be able to delve into a little bit of that for the benefit of some of the audience members please absolutely it's my passion my topic of interest the thing i can talk about day and night <laughs> so uh manifestation comes from um the law of attraction is what underpins manifestation so people talk about there's many different types of universal laws out there and actually this dates back to however far you can go back especially if you look in terms of religion um like jesus for example was a very high manifester he a lot of quotes in the bible lead towards this as well and talk about things like ask and and you know uh, you will get the answer you know knock and the door will be answered if you put it out there you will get a response from the universal from the higher you know creator whatever a person believes in but um an answer will always be given and so it's about believing and having faith and having that utmost belief and faith that you'll receive what you're asking for and what you want and it's all about in terms of energy and vibration so whatever energy we're putting out to the universe whatever thoughts emotions feelings that's all what makes up our vibration uh, to the universe because uh, even thoughts carry a vibration even we as people we carry certain vibrations in our energy and our auras whatever you want to call it like people label it different different things but ultimately it's however we're showing up in the world so an example is if somebody's constantly complaining about something they end up manifesting more things to complain about because that's what's always on their mind So if you're constantly thinking about the things that you want in life and the good things and you're always in a space of love and joy and peace, you'll manifest more of that because that's the energy you radiate within yourself, which is why it's always important to keep on top of these things that even if you have emotional dips and sometimes things don't go our way and that's a natural part of life and having emotions is also natural. So by no means I'm saying never be upset, never have those down days but it's about understanding not to stay in that space for too long and having a bit more of a a responsibility towards the energy that you're putting out there because it's how you're showing up to the world and not only is it affecting people around you but it it ultimately affects what you're manifesting for yourself yeah it's about having that awareness to catch yourself if you are if you are going down that negative rabbit hole of thoughts and feelings it's catching yourself doing it isn't it in the moment and like you say, not not denying it because we, you know, we're we're humans after all. So allow yeah. yourself to have that negative feeling or emotion or thought in that particular moment moment, so that you can acknowledge it and release it, but not yeah. allow it then to sort That's of it. carry on. That's a key word that you've just said to release it because we have to feel them because it's bringing something up for you. We have to look at it and it's about that reflection work and re- reflecting on why is this come up for me? Why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? Is there anything I can do to help resolve this now? So but by resolving it, I can release it. I can let it go and I can move forward. Um, it's where we don't let these things go. We don't face these emotions where they just end up being harbored and resentments can build up. And then, of course, that can manifest even into more uh, nasty and negative things in the form of, you know, health issues or you know, um, it might impact your relationships in other areas of your life, maybe not even love relationships, but you're falling out with people at work or you're falling out with family members. So, yeah, it's very, it's a very important thing to keep on top of and just observe uh, rather than absorb is what I always say. 
So what, what advice would you give someone to a, a client who um, is, is come to you that you can see is one of those uh, what I call energy vampires that's always in that doom and gloom <laughs> looking on the dark side of things and their glass is only half empty rather than half full? How do you sort of start with that sort of person in terms of, you know, changing that mindset and giving them, you know, some easy exercises to get them shifted? A very, very interesting question. Um, I'll be honest with you, with the work that I do on myself and the energy I put out there, I'm always um, putting it out there to manifest certain types of clients that fit in with yes. being cultivable by myself. I think some people who are too much in a doom and gloom place actually don't naturally gravitate towards people like myself because it highlights too much of what's going on with them and they don't want to confront it. So it, it depends on what journey they're at because if they're actually that much in that dark space, they're actually not ready to come out of it. Or some people in a victim mentality don't want resolution. So they don't seek help. So mm. they don't tend to fall in my path in all honesty, but the people who have come my way who show signs of like, they're a bit of a, in an open space where they've got elements of sometimes being in their dark space, elements of sometimes being optimistic. So they're kind of trying to find their way forward to stay in the more positive, optimistic side. Um, the, the tips and tricks that I give them is that when the negative thing comes up for them is to the, one of the first tasks I ever do with my clients, to be honest, and this is a great one for your audience, for sure. Build a happiness list. And some people struggle to create this list. And where some people fly and write two or three pages worth. Um, so it totally mm. depends on where you're at in life and how you look at the world. Uh, everybody has their own map of the world, of course. But just start writing down the first, even if it's just five things, and then add five to it. And then every so often come to it. Something that my clients have started doing is creating what we call happiness jars. So they'll buy a, a nice cute jar that resonates with them, that they find it cute. They'll get colored pieces of paper and they'll write on there the different things that make them happy. So whenever you're having a down moment or a gloomy day or a, you're in that space, you can grab your happiness jar and pull something out, maybe one, maybe two or three, and just remind yourself of those things that make you happy. Now, it might even be certain activities like listening to your favorite song or looking at pictures of loved ones um, or videos of you with your loved ones from a, a lovely memory, maybe a birthday party or Christmas. And um, really feeling feeling that joy that you had in that moment so it's not just about reminding yourself that oh that memory makes me happy actually go and watch that video actually go and listen to that song if you have a favorite book or a favorite film um, if there's a person in your life that you know when you talk to them it really helps you light up give them a call drop them a message let them know that you love them and you'll be thinking of them so get yeah, creating a happiness list and then using that to counteract any negative things that happen to do more positive things it helps really shift that inner dial so to speak yeah I think we can all relate to, to a lot of those things as being great um, inspirations for creating that happiness instantly within ourselves because I certainly know that uh, on my computer I've got certain music tracks that I'll click on uh, you know if I'm wanting to feel uplifted and happy that will instantly take me there in a matter of seconds so I love what you yeah, said there. perfect and you know with me as well I also love uh, like comedy films and comedy clips so if I know that there's certain like uh, comedians out there on like Instagram and stuff and they do like those really short videos you can just literally watch one or two funny videos and it'll switch your mood and switch your energy in that time so yeah just uh, work out for yourself what what um, makes your heart sing what makes you happy and, and get that down on paper. 
<laughs> love it. Love it. And, and I love <laughs> just reminded me of um, my one of my favorite comedians is, 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 is Tim Vine because he does a lot of one liners, you know, so those yes. one liners <laughs> are just I'm just in hysterics. You know, I've only got to listen to a few of them and I'm, I'm instantly in fits of giggles. And even if I've heard it a hundred times before, it's still, they still make me laugh. Yeah, brilliant. See, so that's a perfect example. Something to I'll, go in your happiness jar. <laughs> yeah, I'll give one to the audience just because it's one of my favourites. So, um, you know, when you think of Black Beauty, now there's a dark horse. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> It's just one of them. It's one of them. It's just one of the, you know, Tim Vine type joke where it's just, um, yeah. Okay, Lynn, wind it back. (laughs) Some people don't see them. I I was just going to say, everybody has their own version of what they prefer in humour. So just go with whatever resonates with you, what you find humorous. Just have a little playlist, maybe if it's YouTube videos or like I tend to find a lot of... um, inspiration on tiktok nowadays and you know but is it the mixture of somebody cooking some nice food and i'm like that looks amazing i'm gonna make that and then i never make it but i get joy out of watching it so yeah whatever um i guess like they say whatever uh tickles your fancy yeah and then you know even if it gets you salivating over potentially enjoying that meal it creates good energy within you doesn't it absolutely spot on yeah so another thing uh you said that when we were talking off air of, of the importance of um, creating that self-worth and that self-image image and that um, energy that goes with that, you know, any, any tips around, you know, an exercise that our audience members could do for themselves that would help in that particular area? Yes, of course. So um, another thing, and it links to what we were just saying earlier in the um the recording with regards to when we manifest certain things in in it in in the relationship so whether you're getting to know somebody and there might be something you manifest in a conversation maybe a text message maybe a phone call maybe a, a date um a lot of it is down to whatever energy you've put out and you've manifesting so this is where sometimes where there's lack of self self-love or you don't see yourself as being the greatest, or you feel like you're not bringing a great deal to the plate, sometimes it can manifest in the form of what's coming up then in the relationship or in that the whole process of dating. And um, it crops up in that way. And, and you might sit there thinking, I don't understand why I keep seeing these patterns. And it's about working on this, this side of it and yourself. Because having a relationship with yourself and being in love with yourself is the number one key before you seek relationship with anybody else. Um, because it doesn't serve the other person sometimes you could go on a date yourself and you sometimes you don't get a right vibe from somebody you think they're nice and they're nice looking I'm not quite sure what it is I can't put my finger on it but I just didn't have a spark or I just didn't vibe with them and you don't know what it is and what it is is you're picking up their energy when they've got maybe a lack of self-worth so sometimes you could be in a really ideal dating situation and the guy doesn't want to call you back or it could be a girl but the person doesn't contact you back and you were really thinking I've had a really good day and why why isn't what happened there and it's just about checking in with yourself that first of all is there something that you're putting out there without realizing it because it's very subconscious these vibes that we put out this body language yeah. this hesitation like even if in, in this you know uh lockdown period people haven't gone through as well um 
if you're doing a lot of online dating and then you like you don't like putting your face on a, a FaceTime recording or something it can sometimes say a lot more than you're trying to say so just be mindful of that um, and a tip that I'll give is mirror work is very 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 powerful for building up that self-worth and self-image so looking at yourself every day in the morning and really looking yourself in the eye seeing everything that you value and you love about yourself because again the more joy and love you create inside yourself for yourself you will emit that and then other people will crave it they want it they'll be around you and you will funny enough find yourself going on a journey where you almost realize you might not want to be with anybody or you're like actually do I really even want to date and then all of a sudden people are knocking on your door to want to date with you and you think this is funny you're all turning up now and I don't actually even want to date you because the energy switch really make is that powerful um, and, and then you kind of call the shots then. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that- I agree with that. I think once you get to a stage where, you know, um, you, you're not bothered about being single, you're not focused on, um, you know, well, you set the intention that you'd like to attract a great partner, but you're not actually um, in, a, in a space where you need it. You know, you want it you desire it but you don't actually need it because you, you're yes. comfortable in your own skin and uh, you're happy enough being you yeah. know in your single happy state then that, like you say then you start attracting loads of yeah. invitations then because that energy and you're also fine when you actually yeah and when you also actually do find the right person and you start entertaining a, you know a, a committed relationship there'll be people who come out of the woodworks and you'll be like Oh, where were you when I was looking? But because your energy's changed and you're showing up differently, guess what? Their energy is now attracted to that energy because you're in a space of contentment where you don't need that relationship. Whereas sometimes we can be showing up for dating and stuff in a very needy state that I'm really desperate for this relationship. I feel really lonely. I really need to feel fulfilled by being with somebody. Um, and you feel incomplete. And, and there's a lot of, as much as I love a good old sub romantic story, a lot of it echoes in the books, in the papers, in the, you know, any story you read or watch, any movie. It's always like as if you're a lost half soul and you're waiting for your other half to complete you. You're a whole person, whether you're with somebody else or not. So always understand that. And the other person just, they enhance who you are. They don't complete you. They just add to you. 100% agree. You know, they are the the cherry on the top of an already fabulous yes. cake of the person that you yes. are. That's what I usually say. Yes. Um, I mean, I do know with the mirror technique, there are some people who may be at a stage that they struggle with it. I did have a client where I asked them about, you know, how are they when they see themselves in the mirror? They're like, I actually avoid having mirrors in my house. Oh. I have the tiniest mirror in my bathroom. And I just about looking that just to make sure I'm looking okay when I leave the house. And I was just like, okay, so that was very interesting. So if you do find yourself being that type of uh, person who feels that way, just start embracing the simple things about yourself. It might be that, oh, I don't like my hair. I don't like my skin. But maybe you like your eye color. Maybe you like your hands. Maybe you like your teeth. Just find those things that you like about yourself, love about yourself and start working on those simple things first um, and start getting yourself out of yourself because there's so much of you to love but if you can't even love yourself how's the person that you're going on a date with expected to love you yeah because usually we attract the person that reflects back to us how we feel about ourselves don't we yeah absolutely yeah 
So it's, it's like you say, it's very important. Even if you are resistant to doing that mirror work, to think about, you know, what are my positive traits? What are my positive qualities? What yeah. can I actually choose to look at and admire and appreciate about myself, even if it's not, yeah. you know, um, the whole package at the moment? You can build up to yeah. that, can't you, by just making that first step. That's right. And no pun intended. Use that as a reflection. Think to yourself, why am I resistant to looking at myself in the mirror? What's coming up for me? And, and try and work through it. If you can, it's always better to work with a coach or somebody else who can help you talk through it and help identify what the root cause is or where it's coming from. But even if you want to just work on yourself in the meantime, just sit there and, and contemplate and maybe journal it out, write it out, whatever works for you. Just try and figure out what's going on and why that's cropping up for you and that hesitation where is it coming from yeah because usually it stems back to our childhood doesn't it and maybe our experiences or even teachers can inadvertently you know um create that negative image um that could project on ourselves you know if they if you've been labeled as being stupid in school or something like that yeah yeah, can't they and um kids take that on board Mm-hmm. or even just past heartbreak because people sometimes have gone in multiple relationships had their heart broken a few times and feel like it must be me it's obviously me um I, I don't look right or I don't I, I don't have the right personality or the qualities so whatever it might be going on for somebody um and you, it's a story you're telling yourself but you always need to remember there's a reason why some relationships don't work out it's usually a blessing in disguise they weren't the right person for you and to some extent you weren't the right person for that person so the fact that you freed from that person it frees you up to be with someone who's more aligned with you so that's a brilliant thing it doesn't have to be a negative thing so it's just again the way we look at it we need to start shifting our perspective on how we look at those bad situations that have happened in the past and and making sure that you're not feeling that's your identity that may have been an incident that's occurred in your life but it doesn't need to be something you carry forward Absolutely. Our, our past doesn't define our future. We can always look yes. at things in, in, in like you say, in a, in a different way, uh, through a different perspective, through a different lens. It's, it's a bit like, um, you know, I hear this quite commonly stated that sometimes we can look at things through rose tinted glasses and, and, you know, then have a bit of a, an unrealistic expectation around things. We can look at things through dark glasses and have, you know, that negative mm. <laughs> the yeah. dark perspective on life, or we can take the glasses off altogether. <laughs> yeah, so true. Well, what I always say is good and bad both exist in the world is the truth. I can't categorically say everything is roses and amazing, and I can't categorically say everything's death and destruction, but they both equally exist in the world. It's what do you give more attention to and what do you notice more? That's what manifestation is, the crux of it, really. What you give more attention to, you'll notice more of. So if you want to notice all the horrible things going on in the world, you'll notice more of them. And then your world becomes like, oh, it is such a horrible world because it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's like, see, I knew it and see, that's just confirmed it. And you confirm it more and more and strengthen that neurology to believe that. Equally, the people out there, when you look at optimism, you're like, why is that person so happy for? Why do they feel like the world's so good? Because that person's chosen to keep seeing goodness in the world and goodness in people. And the more they do that, the more they keep witnessing it and experiencing it. And so they start having more confirmation bias in their own mind that the world's so amazing. So you you kind of you kind of create that by the way that you you know see the world. So 
yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say if you have a choice, I'd rather choose to see other good things in the world. If that means that my life's going to be happier as a result, why not? Absolutely. So also, I think another important point to um, talk about, Sumana, is when we actually set an intention around what we desire is to not then hang on to that, to let it go, you know, and just trust yes. that it'll come to us rather than have, a, you know, a high expectation and focus around yes. it where it's, you know, that it, it, you then are coming from that place of fear and lack if you're sort of clinging on to it tightly, mm-hmm. so to speak. <laughs> yeah, no, very, very good point, Lynn. Absolutely relevant because it does happen a lot. Um, and you, you want a certain thing in a person and then the more you have this real deep need for it again it becomes that needy energy and almost a desperate energy and that's always a pushing energy so it pushes a person away and if anything you're focusing on that thing so much the focus on it's so emphasized because you're trying to overcompensate for the feeling of not having that in that person so the subconscious message what you're actually sending the energy to the universe is that desire that you don't want so then you end up manifesting more of that an example I'll give you is I recently met up with a good friend of mine and she's already got a child from a previous relationship that didn't work out and then now with a future relationship she wants she goes whoever I settle down with I do want more children in the future she goes I don't know why I keep manifesting guys who don't want children (laughs) and I was just like that's very interesting isn't it and she's like but I really want to have kids so this is an example of that so the desirable trait was there that she wants somebody who wants to have children and has that similar um, energy to her but I was like place whether you have children going forward or not either way you're happy if you have the child amazing if you don't have the child equally let go of that expectation and that way you'll bring about more people whose energy isn't feeling that because the minute then people are coming in towards her they're feeling this you know they're feeling that energy about they're almost seeing her in a way that you've already got a child so you'd be very ideal for me that I don't want children because you've already got a kid you probably won't want anymore so I was thinking just I've said to her just focus on yourself what's going on in yourself that's manifesting it and why do you deeply want this because it is it creates that push energy which is feels contradictive to the other advice that's given but it's about wanting it and absolutely letting go another example I'd like to quickly share is with a client um I did this whole quality list thing that I always do with my clients around uh, soulmate manifestations and uh, we put together the dream partner so I'll put everything down what the person wants ironically with this lady I wrote the things down and she didn't so she spoke about it with me I had it all in my notes Two months later, she's dating somebody who sounds very like certain traits that she was talking about. And I said, do you remember the stuff you talked about two months ago with me, what you wanted in a person? She goes, I can't fully remember. So I was just like, how tall is this guy? And she goes, well, he's about five foot ten. I looked on my list and it said five foot ten. I said, OK. I said, what car does he drive? She goes, I, can't, I don't know. I said, OK, well, you've put on here. He, he should be driving an Audi A8, I think it was. And the next day she texts me, she goes, Oh my god, he drives an Audi A6, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, close enough. Very so it's interesting that she didn't write it down. She just, yeah, she very very. There's and it gets it gets even funnier because she's like she wanted to go and look at Vin Diesel, and I said, well, does this guy have hair? She's like, no, he hasn't got any hair. I said, well, 
that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very interesting. And, and it's just interesting the fact that she didn't actually write the list down or ponder on the list or dwell on the list. She just spoke about it, shared it, set the intention out in the universe in that one session with me. I wrote it down for her, but now I'm checking back to it. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's eerily matching this list of yours. You know, do you realize? She's like, I did not even remember saying that to you. Well, it's good in a way that she didn't because she was obviously yeah. able to let it go then, wasn't she? Yes. And so that is um, absolutely a massive part of, yeah, um, yeah, manifesting that right person by not having that attachment. It's, again, religious texts teach us this so much and even just general uh, self-help books. They they just say about don't have that attachment to things. Uh, and this is a massive part of it as well. Definitely, because I think definitely energetically people pick up on that, don't they? And then they feel pressured and and that can be, yeah. you know, um, then manifesting them wanting to, like you say, pull away then. That's right. I mean, equally with this same client is so hilarious. She said a few years ago she was dating somebody who she really wanted to marry, but he didn't want to get married. So, again, there was that desperate need and that desperate energy. I really want to marry you. And then he didn't want to get married. Um and then as she's done work with me, she's come to a stage where she's got more self-acceptance, more self-confidence. She's got more love for herself. And she was one of the, again, like I've just mentioned earlier in the recording, um, she's come to the state where she doesn't actually even want to date. She's like, I don't really need a man. I'm happy how I am, actually. And now this same guy's come back in her life. And he's like, if you want a ring on your finger, I'll give you a ring. And I was like, isn't that interesting? <laughs> isn't that Wonderful. so interesting? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for being single. You know, if you get out of that desperation energy and just be happy in your own skin and, and love, you know, oh, um, so the true. life that you've got and be grateful for the life you've got, even if you haven't got a partner in your life, then it's amazing what you attract. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually for a reason. If, you, if you're single at a certain time, it's because your energy is meant to be exerted in something else in your life at that point. So, it's, it's divine timing that the universe is saying, if you were with somebody right now, you wouldn't give energy and time to that other thing. Um, equally, sometimes single people look at people in relationships and always be like, um, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, you're so lucky you've got that. And it's like, well, you don't actually know another person's story. There's some people who are suffering in relationships. They're not happy. They feel suffocated. Look at you thinking, I wish I was single and free. Like, just really appreciate the space that you're at with Absolutely, because we can be all be envious of each other, regardless of whether we're single or, or in a relationship. You know, those mm -hmm. in a relationship, if it's not great, we're probably envious of the single people <laughs> and vice versa. There's a classic Indian saying, which I'll just say the translated version of it for the sake of the viewers. Um, and it goes along the lines of oh, the Ladu is an Indian sweet. So they're like the sweet of a marriage is such the person who eats it regrets it and the person who doesn't eat it, they regret it. <laughs> <laughs> love it that's great i've not heard that one before yeah well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights today Simon. i would love you now for the benefit of the audience to share your best contact information before we wrap up of course so um, I'm, I'm on the social media platforms uh loosely speaking the majority of the main ones um i have a facebook page uh, which i'd like to redirect you guys to if you want to follow me there would be great um i share uh, regular videos and tips and quotes and and just things around manifestation to help you keep it updated in your life so it's a uh, www.facebook.com forward slash manifestation maven 
which uh, is spelt uh, manifestation, Maven being M-A-V-E-N. Excellent. Thank you so much. That's been great. I really love this particular conversation, as always with yourself. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> thank you again for sharing your wonderful insights so and um, such a treat to talk about manifestation and, and get to the bottom of what that looks like. And for our audience to probably, for some of them, experience what they may be able to put into practice for themselves now, something different. Absolutely. Yeah, I really hope it does help. Um, there's lots of people I've worked with and, and used these same techniques. It's made massive transformation and results for them. So I really wish that for your um, audience as well. Excellent. All right, then. So I'll just wrap up as always and just say true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.